So welcome, welcome to Polish the Mirror podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, this is such an important thing for me. You all know my purpose in my heart. If you have been following me or watching me for very long, that I love to help people. Like that's my whole purpose. And this podcast is about sharing stories of hope gained in the midst of adversity. And my business is called Polish the Mirror. And it's really a reflection of me, of my life. I have gained hope in the midst of adversity. And so I love being able to help other people share their stories when they have gained hope in the midst of adversity as well. Um, if you have followed me for long, this is not something I talk about a lot on this podcast, but I do talk about it in other ways. I make lots of posts about it. But if you have followed me for long, you know that I partnered with a company called Synogens International, and it will be two years in June. And if you're not familiar with them, they um, are an international company. They are debt-free, female-owned, with a corporate office in Sepulpa, Oklahoma, which is local to me. They um, offer anti-aging, clean cosmetics, skincare that don't smudge, smear, or come off for up to 18 hours. Like, literally, it doesn't smudge or smear. And it's good for your skin. And so today, oh my gosh, my special guest today is the CEO, the founder, the very first distributor of Synergence International, Joni Rogers Conte. Oh, I feel so honored to have you here, Joni. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Well, I am honored that you uh, asked me to appear as the guest. Thank you, Amy. Of course, of course. I, you know, just in that moment, it was just something you had this, I'm sure, where you're just sitting there and you're like, I have this urging, like I need to ask this or I need to do this. And that's what it was. Like, I just felt like I need to just ask you, like, if you don't ask, the answer is always no, right? That's correct. And, so, and, and just about everything you do, yeah. not just as it applies to this podcast, but for any woman who, who wants anything or who has a desire for anything, you're absolutely right. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. So the point is, don't just think about it. Say it, do it, address the person or the thing or, you know, go to walk towards whatever it is you're seeking. It's, I love that. It's so true because sometimes we're so afraid to do that. But our fears hold us back from so many things. Like I was nervous to ask you that. But then I was like, you know what? And in my head, if I don't ask, the answer is always no. And then you are so, I just so gracious. I'm, I just have to say, before we get into this, like, I know you don't like people to gush over you. I know that's not part of who you are, but I just can't help that because of the impact you've made on my life. And my goal today, I was thinking about this last night. What's your goal today? <laughs> I was like to not sob through the whole thing, literally because I am just so touched by the person that you are, Joni. Um, who, what other CEO of a big company like this would come on to support my podcast that really has nothing to do with Synogens? Yes, I talk about it, but that's not the purpose of this. And I, I have to share this story with those of you who are watching and listening that um, I go to all of the in-person events that I can make it to. You all know that I live with a broken neck, that I fought my way back from unaliving myself to now I get to use my story to help other people. But I have to use this walker. When I'm in a group of people, um, my balance is not the best. And so I use this walker to help with my balance, but it also helps take pressure off of my neck. And so anytime I have to go up on stage, I have to have help to get up on the stage. And so 
um, Joni has a, a head of security, Chris, who approached me beforehand and said, I'm going to be the one who helps put your walker up on the stage. And I said, okay, great. Thank you so much. Well, uh, when they called my name to get on the stage, Chris got caught and everybody else coming up to the stage and he couldn't get there. And so I'm, I don't know this, you know, people are telling me this later. So I'm walking up to the stage and I turn around to look for Chris and Chris wasn't there, but guess who was there? Joni. Joni was standing right beside me and she said, come on, let's go. And she took my walker and like literally hefted it up onto the stage herself. And I was just like, what CEO does that? I'm literally like, Joni, you have just touched me so deeply and just caring and just being a good human. And I could go on and on with stories like that, but I just want you to know how, how much you're loved and appreciated. And I just call I think of you as a friend, you know, and, and I, I just, I respect and love you so, so much. Thank you so much. And you know, it's, it, to me, it's not about being a CEO. It, it really is, uh, you're right, just being a good person. And our company attracts that. If you're not a good person, you're not a good fit for this company. And, and those people who aren't good people pretty much weed themselves out. Uh, it's, it's hard to get traction in, uh, in a company or even in a business when you're surrounded with well-intended people. Uh, we're all, I think we're just, you know, you set titles apart. Titles don't matter. Uh, what does matter is, is a person's heart, their intention, their passion, how they spend their time, how they communicate with other people. Um, we're all here to do our very best to put our best foot forward until we aren't, until we're no longer here. And if we can touch people's lives uh, every single day as we go through this journey for whatever purpose we were put here, then uh, we're doing the job we were sent here to do. And that's what it's all about. Ah. Uh. I love that so much. And that resonates with me so deeply because that's my heart too. I think that's why it hits me so hard because that's my heart too. I, you know, and you set the stage for this, like everybody, you are the leader and everybody else trickles down from your leadership and that's seen through the whole organization. And I, I feel like that's reflected. That's a reflection of you. The way we accept and treat each other is a reflection of you. And I, it just means so much to me that, that you are who you are. Well, thank you. And, and that was kind of, uh, you know, we're talking about adversity uh, today. And I guess the, this, the, this company is a result probably of the very first time I faced any kind of trauma or adversity, which is when I was a little girl. Uh, and had a bike wreck. And, you know, uh, at that time, in my mind and heart, I felt like I had a conversation with God. And during that conversation, I was told that I would ultimately uh, be responsible for building something, I wasn't told what, that would reach around the world and affect millions of lives. And so from that point on, um, at, from that point in time, uh, even as a little girl, I was very aware that uh, no matter what happened uh, along the way, I had a mission. And whatever that mission was, wherever the doors that opened led me, I was to walk through them and let what may happen. So, 
So adversity to me is, is maybe not interpreted as other people interpret adversity. I see adversity, which I've dealt with, of course, my entire life, just like other people have. I mean, we've, we share, lots of women share divorce and, uh, you know, being a single mother, uh, being uh, uh, jobless, careerless, uh, not having a way to support their children. Um, and then when you are uh, involved in work, whether you own it or not, there's always adversity uh, uh, within the workplace. Uh, and it's just what you do with it and how you handle it that will determine what the next steps are. So um, adversity to me is a learning opportunity. It's a, a stop and become hyper aware of what's going on, what is the adversity, what's going on around you, and what are the lessons you are to take away uh, from this particular experience. I remember, gosh, I could talk about so many uh, periods of time, but one in particular that I, I'm very grateful for, and I just told uh, another CEO about this story uh, just last week. When I lived in Oklahoma, I was very involved with school and uh, all the things that girls would do in school, very social, you know, all the games, uh, homecoming queen, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, all the football games, basketball games, cheerleading, so on and so forth. Uh, tons of friends. Well, when I was 15, my father decided that I should move to California to live with my mother, uh, which I did. And it completely changed my life. And it wasn't, it, it was for a good thing. Uh, and a good end result ultimately. But during that time at age 15, 16, 17, it was though I was stricken with the inability to speak. And I understand that that's just a form of trauma. So when I moved from Oklahoma to California, not knowing anyone except my mother, barely knowing her because I didn't really grow up with her, uh, meeting basically for the first time as a, a teenager, my two sisters who were younger than I, I, I just couldn't speak. Um, and so I went through school, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, hardly talking at all at school. A teacher would ask me a question I could not answer. I, I would just look down at my desk and, and, and not say a thing. Now going from being very outgoing in one scenario to immediately not capable of even making a friend or having anyone to talk to all day long through school what was a, a bizarre uh, feeling and situation for me. But I was so grateful while it was happening. And I it's not because I didn't play into it. I wanted not to be that way, but it I couldn't break the cycle, whatever that was. Um, but I learned the other side of the tracks, so to speak. So I went from being very active and outgoing to a complete introvert with no friends. And so during that period of time, I, I recall truly understanding what it was like to be 
unseen and mm. and and not being able to speak to someone else and and the angst that an individual could feel in that particular situation and had that not happened i don't know who i would have turned out to be mm. uh because i was just on you know the very social path uh that you know anyone could imagine as a, being a social creature in those days but it it gave me balance and it gave me an understanding of 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 a whole spectrum of different types of personalities and people and and what they might be feeling inside and I, i'm just so grateful for that um so so during those periods of time as i said regardless of what the challenge is there's always a lesson in fact amy i'd really like to kind of turn this around for a minute and sure. ask you what were the lessons you learned during <laughs> that period of time that was such a great challenge for you oh my gosh that's you know I told you before we got on here, I was going to ask you that question. Now you're asking me. That's so funny. I'm just dying of curiosity. I'm sure it's fascinating. <laughs> the main thing I learned is that we are so much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. Like there is a power inside each one of us that is just waiting to be tapped into. And I didn't really know it was there. Like I prayed to die. I had a plan to die because I didn't think I could live that way. And then it was just simply shifting my mindset and, you know, uh, Tony Robbins, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Rumi, all of those, I just poured that in and that helped me shift my mindset to see things differently and to figure out that there is a power in there that we just have to tap into it and then we can do anything like literally, like I, you have seen what I have done, Joni, you know, it's mm -hmm. not, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, I live with a broken neck. Like I can only hold my head up for a few hours at a time. Yet people ask me all the time, how are you doing all that you're doing? And it's just, I focus on what's internal, you know, the things that are internal and nothing external. I, I really don't let external things affect me. I'm still human, obviously, but I really just focus on internal work, just, mm -hmm. just internal work. And I, I know you do too. Mm -hmm. And um, go ahead. So uh, may I ask uh, how you are? I mean, is, are you, have you completely healed? I have not. Um, and it's funny that you asked that because <laughs> I was going to announce this tonight in my group, but um, my neck is such that um, it has been unstable and un fused my surgery was nine years ago um, and it has never fused and so the screws are starting to break now mm -hmm. because it has just been wobbling around in there and so i do have to have another ex very extensive surgery mm -hmm. it's actually going to be on monday um, oh. and so yeah it's um it's a little bit daunting but my surgeon is amazing and he has a 100% track record of doing this particular surgery, the people are pain free. And it, it makes me emotional to think about that. What would my life be like without pain? Like, I don't like pain is not something I focus on. I really make it take a back seat. But what if I didn't have to do that? What if I didn't have to push it back? And I just could 
live without pain and walk without a walk. I mean, I literally get emotional thinking about it. That's why I haven't talked about it yet because it's a very emotional thing for me, but it has to happen. This surgery has to happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the screws are breaking. It's not like I can just, you know, they, it has to be replaced. There are bone spurs growing in there. Um, and so they're going in through the front and through the back mm-hmm. and doing all kinds of stuff. And so I'm really, really hopeful that that's, that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to mm-hmm. take um, to really get me to move, move past this. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I just think you are incredibly blessed in that you are capable of doing what you're doing. You're able to do what you are doing. You're mobile where so many people um, who have had broken necks, of course, not only pass away, uh, but are immobile and, and um, don't have the range of freedom that you have. So uh, yeah. for that, we can be grateful. And of course, all our prayers will go out to you collectively. Whoever's watching this, we're all going to send you prayer uh, you. Uh, Monday so that uh, your surgery goes well and um, you wake up pain-free. Wouldn't that be wonderful? It would. Yes, that would be amazing. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that. That that means more than you know. Oh my goodness. It's just another like to, to your story. Um, and, you know, I'm always, I want to hear people's stories because I've always said everybody's here for a reason. I mean, there, there are no accidents. So what's going to happen for you on Monday is another part of your journey, which is going to lead you to the next step in your journey. And, and you're going to be able to touch that many more lives, whether it just be at the hospital during recovery or it becomes part of your story here on this broadcast. Um, uh, it's a benefit to someone someday down the road. I absolutely agree. Like I never in my life would have ever chosen to live with a broken neck. Mm-hmm. I never would have chosen that. But because I have been able to go through that, it has become a gift and it's exactly what you said that I've been able to help so many people because of what I've been through. I I was helping people before as an educator and a social worker, Mm -hmm. but there's no way I could have impacted the amount of people I'm impacting now Mm -hmm. with this. And I just want to say this, that you and your team are, are the reason are a huge part of the reason I'm able to do what I'm able to do now. It was, I, I didn't really think about sharing my story in a way to help other people, but they asked me to share my story at seminar last year and Mm -hmm. I was terrified, but I did it. You did a great job too. Oh, (laughs) thank you. I appreciate that. And so I still get messages from people telling me how it inspired them and, you know, it just warms my heart. And so I thought if I'm touching people with this, I need, it's a gift. I need to hone it. I need to use it. And so that's all I've, that's really all I've done is just started telling my story. And Joni, it's become this thing that I'm like, what is my life now? Like I'm working with a TEDx coach. I'm working on a TED talk now. And just like, I never, ever would have considered that before, but it all started because your team asked me to share my story on stage at seminar. And so I, I just, I know things happen for a reason. I do not take that lightly. I'm just like, and I ask you and I, I have talked to you about this before. Like I, you know, I have a book coming out mm-hmm. um, and I, as, 
I'm working with the Synodens legal team and hopefully they'll let you make an appearance in there because I definitely want that because you and Synodens are a huge part of my story. I mean, it, it's a huge part of who I am and how I've gotten to where I am and I'm able to do what I'm able to do. And so I just, I don't know, my heart just overflows. I just, I love you and your team so, so much. I cannot say that enough. Mo, when they when they watch this and hear you say that, I'm sure that it will bring great joy to their heart. Thank you. I hope so. That. Of course, I hope so. And you know, one time you posted a video. Y'all were doing something. You were recording something, and you were all sitting around a table, and you just in one of your stories or something just did a, a scan over that everybody was there. And just initially, I was like, oh, my friends, you know, that's what came to mind first, and. Mm -hmm. That's that's the way I feel when I go to these in-person events. Like I keep telling people on the global page, if you are not going in in-person, you're missing a whole, a whole like it touches my soul in a way that nothing else does. Mm -hmm. To go to these in-person events and to interact with my other Cine sisters, but the corporate staff too, like they're real people. They're not untouchables, you know, mm -hmm. just like you. You have passed that down to them. They are real people who care genuinely about us. And it makes such an impact. It really, really does. Yeah, I like the, the fact that you said it touches your soul because I've read uh, several comments, as have you, about how do, you, how do I explain what it's like to attend a company event? Mm -hmm. And I think touching your soul is the best way to describe it because there, there are no other words, but these events and that kind of atmosphere with so many like-minded and hearted people, it's a soul touching experience. Yes. I like yeah. that. I'm going to start saying that. <laughs> well, there you go. That's part of my polish the mirror thing. I work on helping people learn to polish the mirror of their lives to be able to see their souls more clearly. So mm -hmm. that's just part of I love uh, doing it training tomorrow night at a local um a place locally here they wanted me to start they originally wanted me to talk about do a skincare and a cosmetics class for them and then the uh owner or the the person in charge heard my podcast and she said i want you to talk about that and skincare so <laughs> tomorrow night we're talking about that and skincare so it should be fun but yeah i love love soul connecting things and that's that's what it is it's what it is to me when you get with these people together um like you said who are like-minded nothing like it so i'll tell you a story about something that happened to me and i've i've wondered about this for years so back sometime when the company first started probably in the first five years or so um i was driving from las vegas to Orange County and I had done a training in Las Vegas and I was by myself it was a uh, it was in the winter uh, because uh, you know Vegas is still kind of warm in the winter uh, right. so I could that's about the only time I could uh, make it to Vegas probably early December uh, and so on the way home we're driving over the pass and which is really high in the mountains coming coming from Las Vegas in the desert. You have to pass over some very high mountains and drop down uh, back into California. Well, on this particular night, it was a very windy, stormy night. And so windy that uh, 
trucks were pulling over to the side of the road because big semis uh, in this wind can easily fall over. And, and that did in fact happen. Wow. So um, I'm about the only car I'm getting home to Alan because Alan is still quite young and I need to get home. So I decided to go ahead and make the, uh, the trip and, and don't stop. Uh, and so a truck uh, down the road, as I'm coming down the hill, I could see had turned over and it was very slowly being blown towards me, back towards me. Now this is, I'm coming downhill and this truck is being blown uphill. So you can imagine wow. how heavy the wind was. Oh my gosh. So I'm thinking about it. I'm watching it. I'm trying to figure out now, where is this, that, this truck, where is it going to land? Uh, and, you know, it's pretty wide. This is a four or six lane highway. I can't remember. And so I slow down enough to let the truck, like, kind of show me which side to go around so I can pass it. Right. Well, uh, I did that successfully only to come up to another truck that was literally straight across the highway and you could only get around it by going in the, in the shoulder. Wow. So I'm thinking to myself at that time, wow, had that first truck not been uh, coming slowly this way and uh, me slowing down enough to figure out how to my, uh, navigate around it, I wonder what would have happened had I ran into that next truck. But that wasn't really it. Because as soon as I got around that second truck, another smaller high box truck just flipped over and started uh, uh, pretty quickly coming towards me on the shoulder. And this uh, truck was sparking and a oh fire gosh. started. Oh my word. So the, this particular truck, because it was smaller, it just had one of those round cabs on it. There was no long nose to it. It was a rounded cab. So the, the people in it were setting up pretty high and it was mostly glass, lots of glass. Okay. So it fell down, uh, the, the glass uh, shattered, but it didn't come apart. It didn't it didn't fly out on the freeway. Right. It came to a stop. Um, and I had gotten around it just like I, I did the previous two. But I, I saw the fire start. And as I was looking through my mirror, I saw there were three men in the cab. And they were on their side. And they were all crunched together uh, and couldn't get out. Oh, so I stopped the car and thank goodness I had high heels on as usual. I had on. <laughs> and so I ran up to the truck and I kicked the glass in and three small guys, they were, you know, they were, they didn't even speak English. Three little guys came out of the, of the window part. And I just motioned for them to get in my car because we couldn't speak to each other. They, I didn't know how to speak Spanish. And I took them down to um, uh, down the hill so they could call someone. Mm -hmm. um, 
I didn't know what else to do. So I left them at the gas station. And in fact, uh, they could talk to someone there and call for help. So the thing that I've always wondered about that whole scenario was who those people, who those men were, because it was obvious that I was slowed down and hyper attentive to what was going on around me. And the end result was helping those men get out of that cab. Had that, had those things not happened in that order, who knows what would have happened to those men. And I've always wondered about the, the amazing things that those men have been able to accomplish in their lives and whose lives they've touched, who, who, who is like uh, making contributions to the world in a big way because they survived that night. Like yeah. exactly who they, who are they? If I could meet them and, and mm. go back over the years and understand what their journey was and why they were put here and whose lives they got to touch. I was thinking probably children. They have these children that are doing miraculous things for humanity now. And without yes. them, that wouldn't have happened. So, right. you know, it's like the, the butterfly effect. I, I think that those kind of uh, challenges uh, are, are all around us. Those miracles that happen every single day are all around us. And it all has a ripple effect on, yeah. on uh, the contributions that we can make to humanity. So those things, I think if we look at these challenges or situations in a way where that we're there to learn, we're there to help because it's all for the good of humanity yes. every single time. Yes. Oh, I love that so much because it's almost like you have to be willing to be open to it. You have to be willing to see things from a different perspective instead of feeling irritated and by and inconvenienced by having to be slowed down. This changed the perspective. And this was a gift that I was given to be able to really save these guys lives. And someone shared this with me the other day, and I'm going to try to get through it without crying. But if I do, it's fine because I'm a crier. But she said to me, this person, when they died, they went to heaven and God gave, God gave her a box. And so this box had her name on it, but she opened the box and there were little slips of paper with other people's names on it. And so she just started looking through the names that were written on the slips of paper in the box. And she said, I, I, this box has my name on it, but it must be the wrong box because I don't know any of these people, the names on this, this list. And God said, that's your box. Those are the people that you have impacted that you know nothing about. Mm -hmm. Those are the people's lives that you have touched that you don't know anything about that are not even in your awareness that you're reaching far and wide without even being aware of it. And it just oh, literally brought me to tears because mm -hmm. it's so true. We're touching lives all the time. I was at, I, I, every time I can, I go to the grocery store in person because I need to walk, I need to move, mm -hmm. but I like to be in public because I like to smile at people. Mm -hmm. I like to be, I see these faces that are sullen and drawn and just so sad looking. And when I smile at them, 
it changes their whole demeanor, just one person smiling at them. So I want to be that person that goes in the grocery store and just gives a smile to someone else and gives them a compliment and says, when the kid is screaming, I've been there too. I know what that's like. Don't let it bother you. Mm -hmm. And so that can happen all the time if we allow it to. But most of the time we're in our own little worlds concerned about things that, yes, are worth being concerned about. But I think if we open up our perspective and see things from a different place, that it can be life changing. And I think that's that's kind of what you're sharing, too. Just be uh, very just be aware. Yeah, and it's I think it's more about being open, open to to seeing things differently. Like my word of the year this year is allowing that I'm just allowing things to be what they are. I'm allowing things to happen as they will. And I've been putting off this neck surgery for years and I'm just like, I'm going to allow it to happen this year. It could be life changing for me, you know? That's right. Yeah. In a positive way, whatever the outcome is, it's, it's going to be all in the plan. Exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, my life has kind of exploded lately and it's, it's like, I, it's over, overwhelming, but in a good way. And so I feel like this is part of that. Exactly How what you often said. Do you do this podcast? I do it every week, once a week, usually so, on Thursdays. So this uh, weekend, you need to get it all set up so that you can do it from wherever you're going to be uh, recuperating. Uh, so you can do it, you know, uh, consistently and maybe even more often if you wanted to from, uh, I'm just imagining you have a, a bed set up and ready to go or, <coughs> excuse me, some other place in your house, just prepare for it. And you won't miss a beat. It'll keep you going while you're healing. That's true. I, they are telling me it could, I could be in the hospital up to two weeks. Um, it just depends, but. Um, Can you do it from your hospital? Yeah, I plan to do like I plan to go live in my group and all that from the hospital. I'm just, you know, not going to let that stop me. But um, what was I going to say? The you know, it's funny. The very I launched the very first episode of this podcast was me telling my story. Within 24 hours of that, I was completely booked through June. And so I like this is something that people want number one, they want to share their story. They want to know that they have merit, that what they went through was valuable and is being able to be used to help other people. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I just scheduled it once a week because physically I just thought that's what I could do. But you're right. I mean, I could schedule a lot more because I have a waiting list now. You know, I stopped it at June because I'm going to take a break in July, you know, mm-hmm. um, just to recuperate and spend the summer with my son. Um but I could, I could do it more often. That's true. Uh, you know, if I'm able to physically, so maybe after this next surgery, it might allow me to do that. It's yes. a great idea. Yeah. Good. I love that. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tune in. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. it. It means a lot to me, Joni. And like I said, the fact that you just, you know, are willing to hop on here. I know your schedule is so, is so booked that it's you made crazy. a time. <laughs> You made a time to make it work. Um, and well, I want my pleasure. 
um, you know, I, I, I love spending time with our distributors. And of course, you're one of our best, greatest, Aww. wonderful, most loving distributors. Uh, so I appreciate you and I appreciate the good works that you're doing and the lives that you are touching. And I love the fact that uh, you are also reaching out to some of your sisters to, to tell their stories because you're right. They do need to be heard and you're providing them a, a fantastic platform uh, for them, which I think is also a, a form of, of healing within exactly every person's being when they get to share some of the challenges that they've been through. Our, our yeah. company wouldn't exist without the challenge of, you know, just trying to figure out a, a solution to the problem of having, you know, makeup smeared all over you uh, when you're holding a baby in their arms and they're playing with your face. I mean, it's one step after another has been created one block on top of the next as a, a result for finding a solution to a problem. So I don't see challenges or, or problems in a, in a negative way at all. I always see them as opportunities to improve, uh, to become hyper aware, uh, to uh, find solutions. It's, it's a learning process. And, right. and I hope that everyone is uh, open to learning all the days of their lives. I hope they never stop learning. So if we, if we just looked at um, these situations from a, a positive light, uh, looking uh, in a way where that we're always thinking about how can I find solutions to this, then it just makes the entire life experience and the journey uh, that much more fun. You know, every day you could have a new solution to something that's going on in life that you can take care of and move on to the next learning opportunity. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I was a teacher and I love to learn. Like I'm a lifelong learner. I could go to school full time still and be just as happy as ever. Um, but it, it makes exactly what you said that adversities become gifts because they help us solve problems. They help us create opportunities. And so I know I want to be respectful of your time. I know you've got a lot going on. I would like to ask one more thing, if you don't mind to share. Sure. You said something at Pitt, which is um, our, one of our in-person events that Pitt stands for princess in training. And you said something that made me cry. You said lots of things that made me cry. But this one, you said something about the orchid logo and what that means, what it represents. Would you just mind sharing that with those who weren't able to be there? Sure. I mean, that, uh, that you know, that was obviously just said from my heart, but it's true. Right. There are thousands of varieties of orchids, thousands of varieties, just like there are thousands of varieties of humans. And not one orchid is the same as the next. They're all very uniquely, every single orchid has a, a feature to it that the next orchid does not have. And of course they're lovely. And that's why I call our sales force my lovelies because it ties into my understanding and analogy of the uniqueness of each and every beautiful orchid. So I know it's kind of corny, but it is, you know, it's a, a sentiment that I have 
uh, from my heart. And, and that's how I view uh, all the women. And there's some men, a few men. We'll, we'll throw a few men in there. It's okay if they're lovely too. Um, if that's, that's how I, I view the, the body of people who are who have joined with me in this movement uh, to allow women to choose to live life in love and abundance as long as they're willing to work for it. And in doing so, we get to help women and children in need through our charitable efforts. So what's not lovely about that? Exactly. And, and I love that you have that. I should have brought that in too, but there is the Make Sense Foundation where part of the proceeds of, of a sales go toward helping women and children in need. Mm-hmm. And so that, that is something that is, I love, love about that. Um, but there's nothing, to me, there's nothing corny about that orchid story. It touches my heart deeply because it's personal to you and that's how you see us. And I, I love that so much. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And for, again, just being here, to being willing to be vulnerable with us and to share some things from your heart. Um, we love you so much. And I'm just so, so thankful for you, Joni. Thank you. And we're thankful for you, Amy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Of course. Anytime. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> Bye-bye. Those you, thank you all so much for watching and for listening. Um, if you haven't heard of this before, Polish the Mirror podcast, you can find it on any of the podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, all of those. If you are interested in learning more about what I do and what I have to offer, my website is www.getamyshelp.com. That's G-E-T-A-M-Y-S-H-E-L-P.com. You can learn about Synogen's products, about the business. You can learn about my Polish the Mirror coaching program, my book coming out, all the things that I do at that website there. For more information, you can contact me there. If you have someone that you know would be a good fit for this podcast, you can apply to be on the show there as well. So thank you all so much for watching and listening. And until next time, we will see you later. Bye.